Hello, and welcome to the final episode of... Well, no, never mind. We're doing one more, aren't we? <laughs> final episode of Briscoe Proper. Yes. The final episode of Briscoe Proper. Yay. Uh, I, I'm Matt. <laughs> you said it joining... like I was supposed to cheer. Aww. <laughs> and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan, Melanie. Sob. Uh, along with us, we've got newbie co-host, Will. Aww. And Caitlin. <sighs> for depressed, I guess. Uh, it's the last episode. Today we're joined by nobody. Um, hello, nobody. Hello, nobody. What's your nobody what, so far? Somebody might show. Up. What's your history with Briscoe? Nobody. <laughs> um, okay, so since we don't have anything for that, uh, let's move on to the high and low point winners for the previous episode, real quick. Okay, so the low point winner was Mel and Caitlin, um, a choice of shitty lawyers. Yes! <laughs> By a fairly large margin, you won that. Wow, and that's funny because, like... Because everyone like, always loves lawyers? No, no, it's funny <laughs> because, like, you and John had said Viva Punts, and you For the guys didn't point? get any votes. I know, I you guys re- were voting against... We just found out something, guys. What? Everybody. That everyone deep deep inside they love puns. Deep mm. down inside, it's like <laughs> this, it's like a secret shameful love. <laughs> it's their guilty pleasure. And uh, the high point winner of high treason point one or part one <laughs> part point, point one. one part one <laughs> is uh, my choice because I just voted for it to break the tie of uh, <laughs> nice. John Piper Ferguson's acting. Nice. Um, all right, and, uh, so, do you guys have any thoughts on this episode before we go into the recap? Like, any feelings? Like oh, wait, where are they? are behind you. Oh, they're behind me. Ah! And they were doing the whole recap from the last episode, and it's so suspenseful. I was just like, are they alive or are they dead? <laughs> but was there ever really a question? Was no. Maybe just playing mind games with myself, but... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Does this whole episode take place in, in uh, hell? Wagon <laughs> wheel hell? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, were you expecting big things for the finale? Big big stakes and big spectacle? Uh, I don't know. How big are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, you got a, a blimp or an airship or whatever. Yeah, no. That was good. It's pretty big. So... I, I'm pretty satisfied with what happened. Mm. Okie doke. Uh, Alright, so let's do the recap. Uh, High Treason Part 2, Episode 27, the final episode. Um, So, it opens up and Socrates is weeping (laughs) as the soldiers are leaving, having done their job of murdering Briscoe and Bowler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yet they wake up confused and uh, Pete shows up. So they're alive! Yeah, they're alive and we don't really know how for the first little bit. We don't see any bullet holes, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the soldiers didn't think to check for blood or... <laughs> no, they just left. They shot yeah. and left. <laughs> they did their job and... Yeah. Left. They're squeamish. Ew, no, blood. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they all covered their eyes as they walked past. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Pete tries to apologize for the trial and uh, whip and... But Pete's all bitter, though, because he didn't get a pardon. So yeah. that's why he's helping them. <laughs> I know, that's the only reason. He's still an <laughs> asshole. I love it. <laughs> I think it's the best thing that when Briscoe and Bowler, the first thing they see after they're not dead is Pete. <laughs> oh, we are in hell. <laughs> yes. um, so Whip 
and Aaron Viva and Pete are all helping them escape. And uh, Wickwire, for his part in this plan, gave them rubber bullets to substitute for the real ones. I don't know how they yes. that off. <laughs> did you predict that? I did. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so then the real, no- real soldiers notice what's happening and begin firing real bullets. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that... I don't know, that plan worked really well. <laughs> they got away they scot-free. Mm-hmm. Well, what if they were actually still firing rubber bullets at them? Because they're, you know... Did they that's, that's a good question. Yeah, did they switch <laughs> guns all of a sudden? Like, it could still be the rubber bullets, in which case they're not in danger at all. Oh my god, that's logic right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they want to stick around and find out. Um, no. Viva starts tossing dynamite. Uh, <laughs> get the dynamite back. Um, and Socrates looked happy. Yes. Yeah, he was very happy. He didn't know. I guess he didn't know about the plan. No one tells Socrates anything. He'll screw it up. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not good enough. He's not a good enough liar to. Hmm. Uh, Briscoe's reunited with Comet, and then everyone splits up. We never get to see Bowler get reunited with his horse or give a crap about his horse. <laughs> um. That was meant for season two. He was yeah. gonna get a horse that you know he was gonna have a deep relationship with. Yep. What do you think his horse's name would be? I think Robin established that it was Lord Stallion, wasn't it? Oh right, yeah. <laughs> that's what Robin. Uh, that's his head cannon. But maybe like like I don't know. Maybe that this like you know Bowler has this his Lord Stallion, but now he's gonna get a new horse and it's gonna be Lord Stallion the second. It's gonna be <laughs> or a lady stallion. Or a lady stallion, yeah. <laughs> I like it, lady stallion. No, <laughs> I know. It's a bit of a uh, what's the word? Can you remember? Oxymoron. Yes, exactly. <laughs> lady stallion. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> I'm a walking paradox. Oh, but he'd have to put like a little flower by the horse's ear or something, because mm-hmm. it's a lady. So. He'd... <laughs> Bowler would just be riding this like really badass looking horse, but with a flower on its head. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> um, so everyone splits up, and uh, half the group decides to trust Pete's advice on fleeing, because he's so good at it. Um, while Briscoe and uh, Bowler head off to Mexico, and Pete and his group are immediately captured. <laughs> Never trust Pete. <laughs> no. Yeah, chapter one is called Heaven Can Wait. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is that a movie's name? I don't know. Probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, General... Um, what? by the way, I really... It, like, seeing, like, uh, Aaron Viva and Whip Morgan and Pete all together, like, kind of joining forces with Briscoe and Bowler, mm-hmm. kind of really made me want to have a season two. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. A season two, Pete would have been part of their group. Yeah, that would have... Viva and Whip. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would have been good because, you know, he's kind of like a... I don't know, like, because Bowler and Briscoe are more friendly now, so you mm-hmm. kind of need that that guy to, that, um, what would you call it, like a... Rival? Yeah, kind of like a, a rival. Mm. Because you know Pete would always be a rival. He would never really be truly their friend, so... Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, I just like that. I like that no, idea. It's a, it, more characters you get in the mix, the better, usually. Yeah. Um... If only, but alas, it shall never be. <laughs> Well, then you hear it. So that just taking a quick hiatus. Oh yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Will? So until the revival, you know, <laughs> yeah, they'll bring it back in you know another ten years or so. Maybe they'll bring it back in cartoon form. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they would have to because <laughs> yeah, the guy who played Bowler is dead. Yeah. Oh. Um. 
General Corey's talking to Colonel Terry Bradshaw. I mean, <laughs> March, Marsh, March. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention earlier. Sorry, Pete's pants were really high. Were they? He like, yeah, he had really high waisted pants. That is all. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> <just> weird. Is <laughs> wearing mom jeans? Mm, it wasn't fu- too far from that. <laughs> uh. So he wants um, Colonel March to put together a team and get Carlos Falco alive. They're going after the president somehow. I found, I don't know about you guys, but I found Terry Bradshaw was overly heartfelt and like like gentle about this situation when he was talking to uh, the general. I thought him and the general would kiss at one well, he's point. Just a, he was just like so... He's so a kiss cool. ass. Yes, but I thought they were going to like make out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> he will, it seems he will do anything for that man. Yes. <laughs> But it's just to promote, get a promotion or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, the acting. This was just funny. Yes. We get a short scene with Briscoe and Bowler on the road to Mexico for a couple days. Bowler's complaining. Um, but I like the idea of him being on a papaya farm in Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not feeling so patriotic now that they tried to kill him. Mm. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um... And then in the jail, uh, Whip and Pete get gruel, and uh, Aaron Viva gets a whole giant meal somehow. I'm so- oh, this is making me hungry with standing that What's plate. Did Didn't it look so good? It did, <laughs> man. I don't know what he was... It looked like he was making a sandwich out of, like, waffles or something. Oh, man. Bacon. Bacon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm surprised... Was, I don't think there was any jailhouse rock jokes, was there? No, I don't Surprisingly, think so. none. Mm. Wow. <laughs> they missed. Oh, maybe they thought it was too obvious. Maybe. Who am I kidding? Nothing's too obvious for these writers <laughs> when it comes to puns. Yes. Um, Pete thinks he can break out, and he thinks he knows this type of cell. Uh, he thinks it's a Ichabod Lamley, but Ereviva thinks it's a Laddie Cochran design. <laughs> and uh, depending on which it is, you're, you either go through the bars or through the floor. <laughs> Viva wants to go through the floor, and Pete wants to go through the bars. So, this uh, they set about to see who's right, and kind of establish that Pete and Aaron Viva have a rivalry going on here. Um, rivalry that's just on the edge of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Um, they agree to. Well, Whip agrees to go with Aaron Viva's plan after the threat of violence. <laughs> uh, Colonel March and his team. Draw, uh, drawing a football play in the dirt. Yeah, uh, uh, the first of many football jokes. Jokes, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna let you guys know right now. This all the football shit ruined this episode for me. <laughs> yeah, ruined the final episode of Briscoe. How dare you, football? Haven't How you caused you? enough pain in my life? How dare you, Terry Bradshaw? How dare you? sports? <laughs> Um, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> You're exaggerating. Bane of my existence. Uh, <laughs> so I, w- I want to know, I bet these guys are actually in the NFL, or were at the time, I bet. Do you, do you guys know anything about sports? Do you recognize them? I do not recognize them, but I also I didn't. No, I didn't recognize them. Um, I guess I could have looked it up, but I did. Because <laughs> you hated this episode so much. Well, I just hate those guys. Um... What's with the stupid accent joke is another of my notes here. The the Italian guy? <sighs> I think it was just a call 
call out to like uh, spaghetti westerns maybe i don't know He's, it was weird though he wasn't overdubbed he was saying the words that were coming out of his mouth it's just nobody could understand them even though they were english did it throw you guys off when you saw the subtitles the first time it was a lame joke i think yeah i thought it was funny a bit but yeah, like, yeah it, it was a bit lame i thought it was funny yeah <laughs> why are you so negative no, I don't know. This uh, this episode didn't sit well with me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, <So> bitter. <laughs> Colonel Colonel March has found uh, or yeah, he's found Falco and he captured him. He's looking for Jennifer Hart amongst all these uh, refugees or something or I don't know. Um, Bowler and Briscoe arrive and they happen to hide right beside her. And she shows herself, and then they're wondering how to escape. And Briscoe grabs some bullets and throws them in a burning wagon for a distraction. Um, I thought that was a fun, funny thing where she just like popped out of the canvas. Yes, that was lucky. <laughs> lucky. Very lucky. It was fate. <laughs> Bowler was Bowler was willing to stay back and and distract them, and Briscoe was ready to let him do it <laughs> for a sec. There, he's like, okay. Yeah. Well, you kind of saw that early in the episode too, when like. Briscoe, I mean, Bowler was only going to go to Costa Rica if Briscoe was going to go. Yeah. He's like, well, if when this is all over, you know, it doesn't work out. Just just think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he okay. doesn't like being alone. <laughs> I'm on IMDb now since I don't have to worry about spoilers anymore. See, <laughs> <laughs> so Gristle Wallens was played by Carl Banks, who used to play in, yeah, he was in NFL. I knew it. The New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh was in the episode. I know that name. He played for the. He was a coach for the 49ers. Oh. Are he still coaching now? Isn't he? He also played for the Colts. Okay. And Ken Norton was also in the episode. Also a. I think he's also a former football player. Yeah, it just makes sense. <laughs> um. Um. How do you guys feel about football? Uh, it's, I, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> just, I like. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I like college football more than pro football, but yeah. Oh really? Yeah. What is that? Sorry. Why is that? Oh, I don't know. I guess maybe because I lived in a college town for so many years and really got mm-hmm. into you know, the local okay, team. Makes sense. Nice. I don't have a problem with football. No, like I watch some sports, I just don't watch football. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Yeah. The only sports I really enjoy are probably Olympic sports. Ah, yeah, I love Olympic sports. That's always fun. Yeah. I guess there's always like the national pride associated with that. Yeah, but Matt, yeah. you're very specific about your Olympic sports. It's usually oh. only winter games. No, I like. Yeah, um, I prefer winter games more than summer games, but yeah. I still like the summer Olympics better than like a football game or a baseball <laughs> game. Yeah. Or a basketball game or hockey. Yeah. Hockey is the one I can stand the most, but I still don't really enjoy it. But. Hmm. <laughs> Hockey's too stressful for me to watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> too fast. yeah, I watched, tried to watch it I guess during the last Olympics and yeah, I couldn't watch it very long. No. Um uh, Oh yeah, so they escape and Colonel March gives chase and they track them to the mount to a mountain and his team doesn't want to go up and he gives a coach speech. <laughs> so you guys can forgive me for thinking he played coach. I mean, he's so coach-like. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I just put a bunch of Zs here. <laughs> uh, I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, except that when I write Zs, I don't actually fall asleep. 
<laughs> you just kind of sewn out. I'll fall asleep with my finger on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> you just tape your finger to the Z key. <laughs> and <then you> yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have a yeah he riles them up and then they're willing to go and we have a slow chase up the mountain (laughs) very slow slow. we we learn that Aldo is apparently Italian this guy with the accent or he might be raised by wolves they're not sure raised by a hunter and a Chippewan maybe Mm. he was raised by Italian wolves oh that's it that's gotta be it (laughs) I don't think they have wolves in Italy Mm, do they? I don't know. <laughs> Not familiar with Italian wolves. <laughs> uh, the president. We go back to the president. Which president was this supposed to be again? You guys remember? I don't know. I don't know. It's just the president. Yeah, that's all I remember. I thought it was Cleveland. Oh, maybe Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's doing some skeet shooting with progressively bigger guns. <laughs> and progressively worse aim. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Socrates is there and he's trying to get some help for Briscoe and Bowler. Uh, the president doesn't want to pull the general from the border though because the newspaper will ruin him. But if Briscoe and Bowler can get him some proof of Corey's treachery, then he'll give them a full pardon. And they then back to the chase. Some, we learn about some other guy named Gristle. <laughs> I don't know. He's after them and he's very determined. Yay. Bristle. What a disgusting uh, name. That is, that is pretty gross. Um, <laughs> then we please nobody ever name your child Gristle. <laughs> the love of God. <laughs> we cut to a delightful scene of uh, Briscoe and Comet arguing over M- Morse code <laughs> as Briscoe sends a message to Wickwire. That was pretty delightful. Yeah. For the, so he's going to meet them in Tecate. And um, Pete, we, hmm? what? Go ahead. Pete's wasting his time sawing at the bars. Yes, back in the jail. <laughs> yeah. Find out that Aaron Vivo's right. And they throw a whip in the hole, start digging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Pete just shoves him in there. He could have broken his neck. <laughs> yeah. And, and that would scare me, going in head first in a tunnel. Mm-hmm. I think that would be so scary. Yeah, yeah, he could have landed wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's stuck in there. Um... I'm just typing in my high point. Um, <laughs> while I oh, it. I forgot to do that. Where am I at here? You're off today. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Bowler, Briscoe, and Jennifer Hart arrive in Takate. And Briscoe tells Comet to keep going and bring the other horses with them. So, uh, so it appears that they uh, kept riding when, in fact, they stayed behind. Man, he has a lot of faith in, faith in Professor Wickwire to do that. Just mm. <laughs> themselves yeah. helpless. Yeah. Yeah, these guys are pretty skilled to know that this even happened. It appears to work for a second, and then they come back. Um, well, I don't know. I felt like it was either they saw the horses without any riders on them, or they got down really quick and saw that the uh, tracks hoof, were, hoof prints weren't the same. Yeah, yeah. It was probably meant to be the, that. <laughs> yeah, but to me, so I thought at, at tracking. First, but to me, at first, I thought that they had seen the horses without yeah. any riders on top. Hey. I was like, that's a terrible decoy, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if Bowler can put his hand on the ground and tell that they're coming back, then maybe one of them could do the same thing, but he could tell by just, like, 
the level of vibrations that the riders, the horse, horses are riderless. Yeah. They do have ridiculous powers, it seems. <laughs> um, it's the magic of football, man. Uh, football a magic match. you'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, they come back and they start chasing them, and Briscoe and Bowler and Jennifer Hart have to go through typical football training obstacles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so funny. That wasn't so bad. I liked the comparison of Bowler and Briscoe going through the wagon wheels compared to the football players. Uh, How pro they were. Yeah. Yes. It kind of made me want to try it. (laughs) Wait, you can't what? I can't appreciate it. (laughs) You don't like like, uh, doing an obstacle race? But it's connected to football. But, but it can be connected to anything. Like yeah. obstacle races are fun. I like yeah. obstacle races. But yeah. if you do, if you say if you say you're doing this obstacle race in preparation for football, <laughs> then no. Seriously, <laughs> are you being serious here? <laughs> Come on, slap him. Yeah. I'm, I'm... Ow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm. Just, I'm just Josh and everybody who loves football. Don't hate. You me. actually <laughs> love football, don't you, Matt? I don't love it, but <laughs> I don't. I don't hate it as much as I'm pretending to. Oh, okay. Um, all right, it's all an act. I see. Um, <laughs> I can never believe anything that comes out of your mouth ever again. <laughs> uh, so right. yes, the bad guys are better at this, um, and our heroes escape to the roof, and uh, the bad guys set fire to the building, and then uh, is this where we get um, chapter two or no? Uh, after the building's on fire, chapter two is life after death. Okay. Feels like that would have fit better for chapter one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I didn't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we just got to put something down. It doesn't matter what. Wickwire comes in with his airship and saves them. That was so cool. Yeah. The, uh, there was one time when Bowler was shooting, and it looked like he made the shooting motion, but no sound came. <laughs> I don't know if that was an accident or if that's... The sound editor gave up too. Yeah. <laughs> they all just yeah. They knew the the show had uh, hit its fates. <laughs> yeah, everybody made this episode with tears in their eyes. Yeah. Um. So bullets are being fired at a helium blimp. Wouldn't this go boom or at least deflate it? Well, helium is an inert gas. I mean, it's not gonna explode. It's not okay. like hydrogen. But his 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 balloon isn't. Who knows what it's made out of? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just couldn't shoot that or they're missing or who knows what. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Well, but more guns back then, not that accurate anyways. True. Yep. Um, so Wickwire explains his coming thing to Briscoe, this giant Okay, this was thing. scary, by the way, when what? they jumped on the blimp and mm-hmm. were just hanging there. Like, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. <laughs> it would be hard. Yeah. Gotta have some muscles for that. I, had, I climbed a ladder today, and I had a really hard time doing that. So. <laughs> Could you do it if the alternative was being burned alive? <laughs> probably, but I'd probably, I'd probably cry the whole time I was on the ladder. <laughs> um, I guess I'd probably cry if I was being burned alive, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you guys enjoy all the gas jokes? They were okay. <laughs> I more enjoyed... Uh, Bruce Campbell. The helium? Scene. Yeah. Oh, the helium. That was good. His face when he was like, <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> yeah, the director didn't care either. Like, Bruce Campbell's clearly laughing in this take and just kept it. <laughs> oh, it was adorable. <laughs> That's my favorite is when Bruce Campbell is, like, not acting seriously. Yeah. Because he, he makes the most adorable faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was 
That was it's a good just, thing to yeah, keep Yeah, it's in. just so endearing. <laughs> it was like a Jimmy Fallon sketch. Yes. Where he can, can't not yes. laugh. Um, so yeah, we get the funny voice scene. But uh, Professor says it's completely safe, but I mean, if the if the chamber's filled with helium, that means they're not breathing oxygen, which means they'll black out, does it not? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Breathing just helium would do to you, like, long term. Well, it kills you because you're not breathing oxygen. Oh, all right. It's well, they had just released it for a moment. I guess flooded the whole chamber. Yeah, but oh well. It's, it's just, just like it's show. just like, but it's just like opening like like deflating a helium balloon. You know, there's just mm. so much helium that's gonna get in that chamber. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they should probably be expelling that helium outside. Yeah. <laughs> the balloon and not inside. Um, so then uh, we go back to um, the jail cell for a it must be really scene that jail. I do not like. <laughs> it's the air guitar dueling banjos. Uh, what did you guys think of this? It was endearing. Yeah. <laughs> was it? It wasn't annoying? <laughs> no, I don't think uh, so. Yeah, it was endearing. <laughs> yes! Alright. Bill is doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> solo. It's caught on. <laughs> That's what Pete sounded like. Pete's um, just terrible at air guitar. Yes. Well, this sounded more like an air banjo to me. Or yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, sorry. Well, Whip saves us from this when he comes up and asks for help. Uh, I don't know why they weren't helping him dig before this, but. There's only r- enough room for one, but they should mm. take turns. Yeah. And I noticed that the bars seem to have been removed on this jail cell in this scene. <laughs> like, the bars were much closer to the bed. But... Okay, yeah, I was thinking the cell looked smaller, like, in terms of the width of the walls, like, as well. Mm. Well, they wanted the camera moved back, like, far enough so they could see the entire cell. Mm-hmm. Which I'm pretty sure meant they removed the bars for this shot. So it just looks completely different than the previous shots. Um, uh, we go back as uh, Briscoe Bowler and Jennifer Hart and Socrates are disembarking uh, Wickwire is going to sell a design to someone named Lord Zeppelin Gosh. Uh, 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 these ones are the worst I hate those yes they're just pun after pun after pun yeah, let's not repeat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these were bad. Yeah, that was my that was well, that was my pretty much my low point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Bowler can't hear, uh, and Briscoe gives him a lesson on atmospheric pressure. Yeah, this part was pretty bad too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put that as my. I'm sorry. He's <laughs> <laughs> blowing his nose and yawning and sneezing, and that's what finally works, but. Briscoe kind of fakes him out. I kind of like that though. I liked when Bruce, like uh, when Briscoe was like talking Pre- silently. Yeah, I thought that was cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, President arrives in Pittman, and then our heroes arrive as well. And Socrates says he's going to go talk to the president because he's not wanted or anything. And but uh, then Comet arrives, and uh, I don't. Pff, where's Bowler's horse? <laughs> Who knows? Bowler's horse got Comet lost also- somewhere. Yeah. You what? Comet also made evasive new maneuvers. Min- oh, I can't talk. Evasive maneuvers to leave Bullersaur's mind. I guess so. In He's Com- a bit of a local, you know? Yeah. Apparently, Comet rode the train with Colonel March. <laughs> the same train. 
Um, I just want to see a horse like having like a ticket in their mouth and like getting it punched. Yeah. And then stepping on the train. And then stepping into the passenger train and just like <laughs> shitting all over the floor. But no, but no, no. <laughs> Aww. Come on, we all know Comet's way better behaved than that. Maybe, maybe he like gets on the train and the other horses are like looking on as he like like waves a handkerchief with his mouth, like like waves it at the window. <laughs> and they run alongside. With yeah, they run alongside. <laughs> Oh. I wish we got to see that scene. I know. Um, Colonel March knocks out Socrates. I'm not sure why, but... He's a jerk. He was in the way. <laughs> Socrates is always in the way. And then a couple soldiers get the drop on Briscoe and Bowler. Uh, but the escape of Pete Whip and Aaron Viva provides enough distraction for them to get out of that. That was so, so well-timed. It's Wait, not well, even funny. Yeah. come out from under the house... And then uh, they give Jennifer Hart to Pete and Whip and Aaron, and they all jump in the hay wagon and just wait, I guess. I guess they wanted to get taken out of there. Um, uh, Carlos Falco is tied up, um, and the colonel's Colonel March is dressing up as him, and he's planning to kill the president and have it blamed on Falco. He's gonna kill Falco. And then, and then Falco will be probably killed by the army or whatever. Yeah, okay. Similar to Briscoe and Bowler. Um, I don't understand my note here. Oh, soldiers are jabbing the hay <laughs> that uh, they're all in. Okay. And um, they apparently kill Pete. I missed that somehow. I looked at the end. I'm like, what? <laughs> you missed that? That was a great scene. <laughs> All I remember is, I just remember them kind of standing up or whatever, and I don't know. I didn't see all of it. Right before that, there was a soldier, and he's just like shoving the pick or the pitchfork into the hay randomly, and then mm. Pete gets stabbed. <laughs> okay. And they think he's dead. Um, and they're captured again. <laughs> Briscoe and Bowler notice that all the soldiers are gone, so there's nobody there to protect the president. Just then, Colonel March comes riding in as Falco. And uh, Bowler throws a football, I mean a small keg of something, and knocks Mar- uh, Colonel March off his horse. And then we get Bowler versus March and Briscoe versus Old Man Quarry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what did you think of Bowler's throwing the, the urn like a pitcher? I mean a football. Was it? I thought it was a little keg. Well, a keg, whatever it was. I don't know. What it, yeah. it was a keg with, like, human ashes inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's where they used to put their human remains. <laughs> human ash brandy. Um, <laughs> it was impressive. I'm uh, I'm surprised we trusted Bowler to make this, since he's the sidekick, I'm surprised we trusted him to make this he made a pivotal, yeah. pivotal uh, move here in the final episode. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. But I expected Briscoe to be the one to do something. Well, I guess he still does. He tackles an old man. <laughs> um. <laughs> way to go, Briscoe. <laughs> Tackling old dudes. On the way there, uh, Comet jumps over a wagon. That's pretty cool. I thought that was cool, and it made me want a horse. And it made me, like, want a horse that I can just, like, whistle, and the horse comes over. Kind of like, you mm-hmm. know, in, like, video games, when you call your horse, your horse just shows up. Yes. He's, like, just right behind you, even though you left him miles and miles away. Yeah. <laughs> 
But it was completely unnecessary, but it was cool, though. <laughs> it was a very wide wagon. Like, usually when you see a horse jump over something, it's like a fence. Yeah. But this was a wagon. Yeah. <laughs> it was very crazy. impressive. But I it's think just it, so quick, you really see it. It might have been, like, camera angle tricks, too. Like No, I don't think so. No, you don't think so? It was, like, so? side view. You could see him clear the whole thing. Anyways, that's a, that's a cool horse right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah... Uh, Corey was gonna shoot the president and he was just sitting right beside him. I guess he was just uh, desperate or something. I don't know how he would have got away with that. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed very bold. Yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. It just went off. Um, Briscoe and Bowler saved the day. And uh, Briscoe wants a pardon and Bowler wants a raise. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. We all laugh. <laughs> but, aww. But, yeah. What? That seemed kind of a little bit forward to ask for a raise right after, <laughs> right after you've been like charged with like treason. Yeah, they saved his life. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then they all regroup and they lament that Pete is dead until he shows up. <laughs> I don't know how. Like, that is where I was like, what? Why do they think Pete's dead? Like, what happened? <laughs> oh, you got to go back and watch that scene. It's pretty funny. Um. Briscoe has given uh, Aaron Pete's piece, <laughs> so he ride uh, Pete rides off after Aaron to get it back, and Whip goes with them. And I'm sure they're off to crazy adventures. I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Pete pretty much probably gets killed uh, in those further adventures, like <laughs> every adventure. <laughs> probably. He's like. I think he's died three times. Yeah, he's kind of like Kenny in South Park. Yeah, he he's, not, dies he's not that bad. But <laughs> no, but he dies a lot. <laughs> three times in 27 episodes. Yeah. Um, Socrates with the president. Um, president says he's going to sit down with the Mexican president and Carlos Falco and help them work out their difficulties, whatever those are. Um, and uh, then they take a picture together with uh, Briscoe and Bowler and Socrates and the president. And uh, President wants season two. <laughs> Bowler says, Will he get it? Bowler says they need a summer break. Yeah. They're awfully confident that they'll be back, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I guess it was a false confidence. Yeah. Um, and then we get our final uh, final scene of the show with Briscoe and Bowler. You know, just looking out over the wilderness and taking it all in and then riding out together one last time and then they died. <laughs> <laughs> they rose right off back. <laughs> I'm going to assume. Um, is anybody Oh, else? that's why there's no season two. Yeah, yep. Yep. that's what it was. And then they catch diphtheria and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Historically accurate, at least. They went on the orbit trail. <laughs> yes. Yep. You've died of dysentery. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, any more uh, notes that you guys didn't get get out there? Um, no, not really. There was one football thing that he said, but I can't find it right now. Oh, he said blitz them and burn them deep. And that was when they set the building on fire. Oh, yeah. Is that an actual football saying? Well, I think burn them deep is, yeah. And blitz is a you know, football play. Mm. What is that? What is it? What is it? I don't know. I don't know that. What, a blitz? Yeah. Yeah, it's when the defense is, like, rushing the quarterback. Okay. Or they're just heading straight for the quarterback. Okay. Makes sense. Um, okay. Do you have any more, Mel? No. No? Okay. I don't think so. Well, ratings. Who wants to go with the rating? 
actually kind of liked the episode. Not as good as last week, but I thought the football references were cute, and they just kind of they still had everybody and brought out all the things. Even had some nice CG up in the airship. So I gave it nine out of ten airships. Cool. I think that was a model, though, not CG. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. That'd be very impressive if it was if it was CG. Well, special effects. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin? I quite enjoyed the episode, yeah. Um, in general, I thought the jokes were good, even when we had, you know, <laughs> the really bad puns. But um, and all the interactions were pretty good, and they were able to kind of introduce some new bad guys, with quotation marks, because it's not so bad, I think, without, like, it being overwhelming, the final episode. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a 9 out of half out of 10 Fockles books. Oh. Yeah, those dudes just disappeared, too. They, like, after the airship, they were just gone. Uh, Would have been nice if they resolved that. Hmm. Um, Mel? Well, the episode... I enjoy the spirit of this episode <laughs> more than I enjoy the episode itself. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like the groupings of, like, Pete and uh, Whip and uh, Viva and... It, yeah, it made me really wish that there was a season two, but there isn't, so... <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of the stuff was kind of... I don't know. I just, I just wasn't as into this episode as I thought I would be. Mm. So, I'm gonna give it... Mm-hmm. It's still good. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Uh, oh. Uh, perforated bests. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm, I didn't like it as much as you guys. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed, you know, the group of good guys. I hated the group of bad guys. Uh, that seems to be a theme. What? Like a lot of the bad guys poor, people don't like. Poor villains? Yeah. 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 They've got a few good villains, but yeah, there's a lot of poor villains in the show. Yeah. And when they do heroes and they do good guys, they always do them well. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of shows... The, it's the opposite usually. Yeah, well, yeah, the villains are more interesting than the heroes. Yeah. But, well, anyways, um, yeah, I didn't really like this episode that much. I'm gonna give it 6.5 out of 10 sports balls. <laughs> uh, high point, low point. I got mine written down already. My high point is the group of good guys. So just every, all of our heroes. I just like them all. I wish there was a season two and we could see them interact more. Um, and my low point is the air guitar scene. Ah, uh, that was a good scene. <laughs> my high point was the wick wire rescue in the airship. All right. And Put me low- down too. Yes. Awesome. Okay. And my low point was the whole gag about atmospheric pressure. Okay. What's your low point, Caitlin? My low point was the Led Zeppelin joke. No, same here, same here. <laughs> it's so terrible. Oh, I said I wasn't going to repeat it. I almost repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it was like that, and then a, one of their songs, and then. But it was like overkill. Yeah, it, that's yeah. Cool. It overkill. That's why I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So that we get it. We know what you're doing. You'll have yes. to keep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's, See, if it would have been more subtle, I would have been okay with it. But yeah, not subtle at all. What's your high point, Mel? Uh, my high point is the uh, Briscoe on helium. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I thought that was adorable. <laughs> yes, excellent. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Okay. Um, quotes. Who's got a quote or two? I remember writing down a pink quote, but it's not here. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> Will, you're it ran off. You're, you're just disappearing randomly. <laughs> Case of the vanishing quotes. <laughs> it was the one about Kissy Poo. So oh. we all have that. Something. Tom and Frisco. No, I don't. Yeah. But oh, with the horse. Yeah. But he's not Air- talk. He does the same thing with his gun. I know exactly. Gosh, so hypocritical. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember how it went exactly because it disappeared from my damn document. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you accidentally white it out? <laughs> or, do you, or do you have a digital document? Yeah, it's a digital document. Maybe you thought you wrote it, but you're actually sleeping. Maybe. I'm probably not asleep today. <laughs> well, do you have any others? No. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna go with. You know what this clam bake needs? A little hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I had to put a Viva quote in there. Yes. <laughs> I like this scene between Pete and Whip. Whip, you happen to be in the company of a connoisseur of penal lodging. Hey, I ain't into, I ain't into that. <laughs> <laughs> Whip thought penal lodging was. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds dangerous, whatever it is. <laughs> it's it's just your pants. It's where you you keep your penis. That's where it lives. <laughs> <laughs> He's a connoisseur of pants. <laughs> what do you got? Um, what do I got? What do I got? Oh, the last. Hello, Brisco. <laughs> the last one. Aww. <laughs> Wait, there's more somewhere. There's that one if you want to do a high voice. Oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, no. <laughs> no problem, Brisco. Hehe, <laughs> <laughs> just joking. <laughs> and I've got too late. I think I've been perforated. <laughs> I think he's dead. I loved him like a brother. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear, like, Pete, like, actually expiring? Ugh. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of that. No. You, you, didn't, you didn't see where Aaron Viva, you know, admitted he loves Pete like a brother? <laughs> <laughs> mm, that might, I might have heard that, but... He died. <laughs> and uh, the last, last quote for me. Briscoe, bowler, I hope to see you back in action soon. Count on it. <laughs> well, maybe after a brief hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. At least I didn't end with a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would have been was, It was t- Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they did. What's over that sun? That What's over that uh, horizon, guys? Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to know. Aliens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope it's an orb. Mm-hmm. It's John Bly waiting for them. You think they would have got rid of the orb completely in season two? Like, they... yeah, they would have brought in a cube. <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious orb, cube. The orb morphed into a cube. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a, a giant Rubik's cube, and they have to solve it. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's the coming thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Feedback time. Got one from Harold here. Let's just download it real quick. Can you move this? Yes, I can. And that. Yes, I can. (laughs) And this. Yes, I can. (laughs) I've got all my stuff on Matt's desk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's Harold. 
I just want to give you my thoughts on High Treason Part 2, and then I'll give you my thoughts on the series as a whole. Um, I'm scared. I thought that this was one of the better episodes of the uh, season. Um, what it wasn't was, uh, I, I did not, I don't agree with Seamus that it was a particularly great uh, series or season finale, because it didn't wrap up any long-term stories or any major character breakthroughs. Um, but it, it was a good episode. Uh, I liked some of the football jokes, like, uh, not all of them, but uh, I like what he they're drawing up the play in the dirt, or Bowler knocking Terry Bradshaw off his horse with that perfect pass. I can't stand Terry Bradshaw anyway, so I wouldn't mind uh, just having that one on repeat. Um, <laughs> my favorite scene uh, of the episode was that argument uh, between Aaron and uh, Pete over who was correct about who was the prison cell architect. I, I liked the way they each had their points. They were insistent. They kept on getting more and more riled up. Uh, and Whip, was, of course, was the guy who ended up doing all the digging. Um, the low point for me was that air pressure scene that just felt uh, like it was not necessary. It just went on too long. Um, there was a movie reference, a show that has so many movie references. This time it's uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. In that movie, they were chased down to Mexico by a gang uh, of really uh, exceptional uh, uh, bounty hunters. And uh, I looked up on Wikipedia to check to see if there's a name of that gang, but instead what I, I found out was that one of the trackers uh, in, that, in that group was a character by the name of Lord Baltimore, yeah. which I did not remember. I, I don't recall if anyone's mentioned that before in the podcast, so if they have, I apologize, but if they, they haven't, well, it's been mentioned. Yeah. So I give this uh, last episode... Nine out of ten brief hiatuses. Oh. Okay, as for the series as a whole, I guess I, I've made my uh, feelings fairly clear uh, lately. Uh, you know, I, di- I didn't watch the show when it aired, um, but if I could go back in time, uh, you know, I'd be flipping channels and watching something else. Um, the show uh, just never really grip me. I mean, it's not a bad show, but it's not compelling. Uh, I don't feel that the uh, adventure was exciting enough. There weren't enough twists. Uh, the shows just had a kind of a, a slow pace, um, and the comedy wasn't wasn't good enough to make up for that. Um, never cared much for the the or plot, especially the way it was wrapped up. Uh, one of the things that I, I did like, uh, and I wish they did more of, is when they went big. You know, like uh, when when Dixie. Uh, had that song and dance number uh, with the uh, with the army and Briscoe and Jalisco, and I wish they did more things like that. Uh, maybe I needed a, a couple of better characters. You know, I think of similar shows. There are a lot of shows in the '60s that were kind of lighthearted adventures like this, uh, like like uh, the '60s Batman or Get Smart or even Rocky and Bullwinkle. But they had characters like the Joker or Siegfried or Boris Badenov and. And Pete, as much as I liked him, he, he didn't rise to that level. He wasn't wasn't as good, and, and John Bly wasn't uh, either, for me. Um, but in any event, I you know I, I want to thank you for this podcast for time uh, you put into it. Uh, I had never watched a show before, and uh, I went out. I bought the DVDs uh, based on Matt's recommendation. Sorry. And even though I'm not a you know an Uber fan about it, uh, it was definitely it was worth it. Uh, for me to uh, you know watch and listen and be part of your community, uh, even if I reluctantly became something of the uh, curmudgeon in this group, <laughs> and we can't all be Seamuses. Uh, in any event, I look forward to all your future endeavors. 
uh, including the return of the uh, Twin Peaks podcast next year. So, talk to you guys down the road. Bye. Aw, thanks, Harold. Thanks, Harold. <laughs> thanks We're for not sorry we put me. you through that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not for everybody, and I'm... I'm glad you stuck with us, though. Like, yeah. I'm glad you watched the whole thing. I, You know what? Like, I agree I agree with Harold in a way, because I, I remember it being way better. Like, I yeah. think I just had, like, fond memories of watching it. Yeah. I think it just has to do with kind of the timeline. Like, the precedent that has been set for shows, like, in the past, like, five years is a lot different than, like, ten years ago. That's yeah. true, yeah. We watched yeah. this probably... We watched this ten years ago. Ten years ago, yeah, yeah and there wasn't... Yeah, like, when I was a kid, I absolutely loved the TV show Relic Hunter, but I'm pretty sure if I were to watch it now, like... Yeah, I remember that show. <laughs> Wouldn't be any better than this show, yeah. No, it's it. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I want to thank you, Harold, for sending in all the feedback that you did. Yes, mm-hmm. that was an interesting tidbit of information there, the Lord... Lord Baltimore. Uh, yeah, Lord Baltimore. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I've never seen that movie, but I've, it's on my list. Yeah. I have to watch it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who wants to read one from Victor? I can read it if nobody else wants to. If no one else wants to. I can read it too then, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe you would want to read it. I don't know. I don't know. Like, when you say that, I'm not sure if you really don't want to read it's it. It's like or... passive-aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Put me at the back of the list to read Victor's email. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know your voice is uh, kind of shot, Will. Um, no, I'll do it. Okay. Do it. <laughs> aggressive, not passive-aggressive. <laughs> okay, from Victor. This episode was right in Briscoe's wheelhouse. The show was at its best when it didn't didn't take itself too seriously. And if anything, this episode might have been, even been too campy. Really. Back in the day, I immediately recognized Carl Banks and Ken Norton, but I had no idea that Jim Harbaugh was one of the henchmen. Also, add Butucci, Norton... No, as... Oh, also, sorry. Uh, I totally mushed up those words. <laughs> as Aldo Butucci, Norton had English subtitles, even though he was speaking English, and it reminded me of the movie Airplane, with the passenger speaking jive with subtitles. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty good. Um, Wickwire's last and greatest invention was the airship, but there were double entendres flying too, as the good professor dished out a lot, lots of punishments. No. Oh. <laughs> and of course, Pete was killed again, but he didn't even stay dead for the whole episode this time. In the end, yes, in the end, the good guys win. But could Briscoe end any other way? This episode gets nine strained football analogies out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) Regards, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Um, What did I want to bring up? Oh, yeah, the campiness. Like, because mm. Harold brought up the, the Batman comparison. Like, yeah. he, he wanted it to be more campy. <laughs> and Victor's like, no, too campy. <laughs> you can't please anybody. <laughs> I kind of I kind of feel like it might have been better if, if it, it was, was campier. If it was more campy. If they, I feel like if they would have embraced the campiness, I think it would have been fine. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I did like this the few serious moments we had in this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a little bit more from Victor here. They could have they could have mixed it up. Uh, Victor says I did I don't do voice feedback because after 20 years in ATC. What's ATC? I'm not sure. Audio something. Oh, he was in air traffic control, I think. <gasps> oh, okay. My voice is shot. But since this is your final Briscoe episode, here goes. Aww. Ah. Okay, just one second. 
Well, it looks like we've come to the end of the Intro to Briscoe podcast, and since you aren't going to do a recap episode, I'll make my last comments here. First of all, thank you for breathing new life into one of my favorite TV shows. Although a couple of episodes were stinkers, (coughs) excuse me, about half of them were pretty good, and the other half were really good. This show had one of the best theme songs ever, and a lot of memorable characters. Some I hated, like Whip Morgan and Elvis. Some I love to hate, like Sophocles. And one that I started out hating and ended up loving, the incomparable Lord Bowler. And of course, there were some that I loved from the start. Pete, Professor Wickwire, and of course, the Schwanky Sisters. (laughs) Briscoe broke some new ground with the Orb, John Bly, and the various coming things, and that zany cast of characters. Back in the day, this was must-see TV for me, and whenever something funny would happen at work, my buddy and I would do our Lord Bowler impressions together. Just imagine two air traffic controllers who are supposed to be on duty, standing around going, Think about that the next time you board a plane. So overall, I will give Briscoe nine Pete's pieces out of ten. Thanks again. Uh, thanks, Victor. Yeah, yeah thanks so much. It was awesome. good to hear your voice. It was. <laughs> I expected the monster voice from when he <laughs> when he sure. when he warned us. So he's like, after after twenty years of eighteen, <laughs> my voice is shut. Whatever goes. <laughs> I was bracing myself, but <laughs> you sound fine. Victor. Yes, you have yes. a horrible voice. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, uh, I liked that he mentioned the the theme song. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah. It's a pleasant thing to hear every every episode. It lives on to this day in the Olympics. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, and I also want to thank you, Victor, for all your feedback. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you missed a single episode. Yeah. Kudos. Good job, good job. Maybe you did. Gold star. Maybe you did, but kudos anyways. If we could give you stickers, we would. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and... uh, We'll we'll give you a digital sticker. (laughs) Uh, Here's uh, Seamus, and he says, You already know my thoughts on the Stairway to Heaven joke. (laughs) He loved it. I assume he loved it. Seamus. Let's see. Hello, Intro to Briscoe. This is Seamus coming to you with his thoughts of High Treason, Part 2. Oh, Intro to Briscoe. It's been quite a long and fun road with all of you, but we've come to the end, and this episode is no disappointment whatsoever. No dumb romance. The professor is here. Bowler gets to do awesome things, and oh, yes, Aaron Viva as well. But the scene on the Zeppelin, where they're talking about Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, Goodyear. Oh, I had forgotten how beautiful that scene was. And all the stuff with, I think, Terry Bradshaw and all the guys with the football thing. And then how the guy had the subtitles, even though he was speaking perfect English. I know some of you on this episode are probably going to be like, that's so dumb. Oh my god, the, the Stairway to Heaven thing was so dumb. Y'all are just hating. Because that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. I remember the first time I watched this with a group of friends, and we were dying. <laughs> dying Aww. at that. Not from, like, pain, but from laughter. <sighs> if only it was a hiatus. If only the show could have come back. Um, who knows? Who knows? But what we got was... Uh, my, I guess this is my chance to say a summation. Oh, by the way, the... 
before I do my summation of Briscoe County Jr., this episode was like <laughs> just like a five-star restaurant with like a nice gigantic hamburger. <laughs> what? That just was a lot of fun, and there's a bunch of French fries and like some extra stuff. What would be some good extra stuff? Maybe some pretzels. Oh, God, pretzels are great. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Pretzels are great. And then you finish it off with some ice cream. Vanilla. Gotta be vanilla. Um, but yes, oh, my yes, estimation no. of Briscoe County Jr. is just that it was a really fun show. It was not a perfect show as much as every week I'm like, oh, this show's fantastic. It certainly had its problems. It certainly had its weaker episodes. But I think even in those weaker episodes, there's still, there's still such a, a jovial fun about this show. And yeah, I don't I don't know what else to say about it. Like it's just fun and there aren't a lot of fun shows anymore like this. And I'm sad to see it go, but you know, maybe it could have gotten worse, maybe it would have changed, I don't know. I liked where the show was going. I liked you know, as much as the orb stuff was a lot of fun, I think that with the new direction of just them going around and having wacky adventures and Aaron Viva is the greatest character to ever be created in the history of television. <laughs> like that is something that no other show could do. And I would have loved to see more, but you know, what we have is not, not too shabby. What is it? 20, 27 episodes. It ain't bad. It's not bad at all. Um, God, I, I probably should have thought more about what I wanted to say before I recorded this. But you all were fantastic to listen to. A ton of fun. Always great. Always awesome. And yeah, I, I think you said you guys might be recording something else after this. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so if this is the last time I sent anything in for you guys, it was a lot of fun. I hope all the listeners enjoyed uh, hearing my random thoughts. But more importantly, I'm so glad that you guys provided a place for me to see them. And I'm so happy that you guys decided to tackle this show because it gave me an excellent excuse to rewatch it over the past. It's been a little over a year now. I remember the first. I rewatched the pilot while I was deathly ill. <laughs> the only time I've been deathly ill in the past year um, was when I was rewatching the pilot of Briscoe County Jr. I was just dying, like dying. And I don't know, it was pretty great. I, I, I had really weird dreams about like a train trying to run me over, which is in keeping with the pilot. Why am I still talking? Why are you all still listening to this? I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. You all are awesome. So, until next, we meet faithful to intro to Briscoe County Errs. Oh, yeah! See ya! Oh, famous. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like the pilot episode of Briscoe County Jr. brought him back to life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Save my orb. Seamus. Oh yeah, did you touch the orb? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, a Santa showed up in his uh his room while he was like, you know Touch it, son. <laughs> touch it, touch the orb. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you very much, Seamus. Yes, and I do, what kind of five-star restaurants do you go to where you get a hamburger and fries and pretzels and vanilla ice cream? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, man. I'm already planning my next hamburger because I can eat what I can eat what I want when I'm on vacation, so I know when I'm going to have my next hamburger. Yeah, you've got, <laughs> got your five-star restaurant uh, picked out there? Uh, it's going to be a sports bar, not a five-star restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> They have some of the best burgers. Mm-hmm. But- you mentioned, um, she said that it was just fun. It reminded me of a show on sci-fi I like called Eureka. You know, it's not like, 
it's not like deep sci-fi but it's just a whole lot of fun i try to get people to watch i think that may be a future intro cast if nobody else does it maybe a few years down the road yeah cool that show is so good i love it it is it's kind of like the same kind of spirit definitely yeah Yeah. just a lot of fun nice yeah Yeah, he's right though there isn't a lot of fun shows anymore yeah you guys walking dead's not fun guys no Uh, but yeah, I want to I want to thank you, Seamus, for sending in your feedback and always making us hungry. Yes, and being so excited, it was always a nice breath of fresh air. A gold star for you. Yes. Yep. 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 We got a few more gold stars to pass out. We didn't give one to Harold. Harold gets a gold star for sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Now we got Matt A. And he says, "There's a oh, there's this a, a gif of like Viva and uh, Pete doing air guitar. Yes, <laughs> yes. yeah, that is a beautiful gif. We need to post this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Hello, Intro to Briscoe Podcast. It's Mad with feedback for the very last episode. I'm just up here in the professor's airship, and my voice sounds a little strange. <coughs> oh." Oh, that's better. Oh, a little lightheaded from all of that. Well, now that I'm back on terra firma, I can tell you that this last episode was a bit of a disappointment for me. I was really hoping that they would bring back the science fiction aspect that we got at the beginning of the series to kind of bring this whole show full circle. Maybe Briscoe had dormant orb powers and he would travel back in time to change the past or he would deflect bullets or something. But it just turns out that the bullets were rubber. Eh, kind of a kind of a cop-out. Wasn't really happy with uh, how they resolved that. Then the rest of the episode, at least the first half of it, was pretty meh for me. We spent way too much time with Terry Bradshaw and his football playing goons. All that blather about blitzes and huddles and formations. And we get it. Terry Bradshaw used to play football. This is... Uh, it was so lame. And I just really hated that in this very last episode, we were spending so much time away from our principal characters. Meanwhile, we had Pete, Viva, and Whip trapped in the jail cell. I, of course, think Pete elevates every scene and makes everything ten times better, but Viva just brings it down with this. (laughs) It's just, he is so... There are just no words for how awful I think that character is. (laughs) The lame jokes and the puns were just in full force in this one. Led Zeppelin, oh, come on, (laughs) come on. But this episode really turned a corner when the professor showed up in his airship. I, I thought that was fantastic, and I enjoyed Socrates and his little aviator suit. Oh, he's just, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> but uh, overall, not too impressed. I wanted something bigger, something memorable. Not necessarily the orb, but something in the sci-fi vein to really make this finale stand out. Instead, it just kind of petered out, and I think that's really sad. Because I am going to miss certain elements of the show. I'm going to miss Bowler. I'm going to miss Pete. I'm going to miss Whip, sort of. I'm going to (laughs) miss Comet. I'm going to miss Todd, who wasn't even in this episode, even though he was the best recurring character of them all. Of course, that's an exaggeration. And Briscoe, too. Why not? So I'm going to give this 6.5 out of 10. Now, 
hope you guys do a wrap-up episode. I'd really like to hear a recap of your favorite episodes, your favorite characters, your favorite moments, your favorite Briscoe and Peril moments. Quicksand, anyone? Remember that? Your favorite Bly gang members, your favorite romantic interests for Briscoe, Seamus, romance. Yeah, I really want you guys to do a serious wrap-up. Okay, I'm gonna get back on the uh, professor's airship now. I'm climbing up that ladder. Oh, getting lightheaded again. <laughs> oh, wow, what a view. Oh, I think I see uh, Sheriff Viva down there. Hey, Sheriff Viva, go f yourself. <laughs> okay, bye bye. <laughs> Uh, nice. That's great. Nice. Well done. Gold star. <laughs> All the gold stars. Yeah. <laughs> All the gold stars. <laughs> yeah. I, I like. Th- oh, go, go ahead. I, I, just, I like the point he made about how it didn't end really with much sci-fi. It's good that they had the hot, the 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 blimp, but yeah, there wasn't really much sci-fi in the end. Yeah, they they got rid of the sci-fi. I think they thought that's why people weren't watching. So they. That's why they brought the football players in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they thought yeah, they'd yeah. make it manlier. Yeah. <laughs> because cowboys aren't manly enough for <laughs> some reason. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, well, he wants us to do a recap episode, but we already said we weren't going to. I can't to, even so. remember the episode, though. <laughs> he wants a wrap-up. Guys, we got to make have, a wrap. I have a terrible memory, so I'd have to re-watch the entire series, <laughs> and I do not want to watch well, what were the, all What were some of the things he wanted to know? He wanted to know... We could answer them favorite right episode. now. It's everyone's favorite episode. I can't remember that. Oh, I don't know. Right now. I will come up with something later, but... The one, yeah. No, I know. It's the one where, where Bly like spins into the orb. And where Bowler dies but doesn't die. Yeah, that's yeah, my that's favorite. The, uh, that's my favorite. The one where Bly dies. Yeah. By, by Bly. By Bly. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite episode. <laughs> Just because it's so ridiculous. One of my favorite moments was... Uh, favorite Bowler moments was uh, Bowler, as Robin put it, eating a bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He ate a fucking bear. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, romance. What do we like for romance? I don't like romance. Dixie! I um, guess we'd have to go with Dixie. The beginning part of Dixie and Bowler's relationship was a bit painful, but... Dixie and Bowler. Briscoe and Bowler. Dixie and Briscoe. Obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore what I said. <laughs> my favorite villain was Bly, but my favorite... Non-Bly villain. Not Bly villain would be... <laughs> what about Pete? Uh, Is he even considered a villain? I don't know. Well, uh, he was, but... Yeah. Okay, one-time villain. I can't remember the one-time villains besides the pirate and Ned Zed for some reason. Yeah, the pirate, like, right? yeah. What about the guy yeah. who like made people eat the poison dinner he prepared for them? Oh, yeah, the guy played by David Warner. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, bad. that guy was... Yeah, that was pretty delightful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, crazy lady. Oh, yeah, crazy uh, dual personality lady. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. Frenchie Bearpaw. Oh, no. Oh, Frenchie uh, Bearpaw. the best. <laughs> the well-dressed man. Who was he? Frenchie Bearpaw oh. is like an insult to my friends. <laughs> 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 um, one of my second... My second favorite episode was probably Bounty Hunters Convention. I like that one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, what other things did he want to know? Favorite character besides the main characters? Did you already talk about that? 
who's the main who's considered the main characters? Like just like the overall like like Risco, Bowler, Socrates. Probably uh, Risco. Um Bowler's my favorite. Wickwire would besides the main ones, Wickwire would be my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides yeah, besides Briscoe and Bowler, um uh, if Aaron Viva had kept up his uh, quality from his first appearance, then yes. But he just turned into a pun machine. Machine is <laughs> not always puns, but just reference pop culture reference machine in these past two episodes. I didn't like it. He turned into Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he <I> did. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Pete though? I like Pete. I like Pete. Pete's always yeah. good. Pete's yeah. Pete's a good Pete's character. Soft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Yeah. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else. Yeah. I hope we answered all your questions, Matt. Probably not. There wasn't we have enough. A hard time there wasn't remembering. enough. There wasn't enough for a full extra episode. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, but we will have another episode besides this. Are we going to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, if if Matt wants to ask us specific or anyone wants to ask us specific questions like write them down yeah. in the Facebook group or email them to us and we'll try to answer them next time yeah we're gonna do something with Robin next time we're gonna watch a movie that Julius carries in but we'll talk about that a bit later all right and our final feedback is from Robin all right yay who uh Caitlin you want to read it sure thing okay okay Hey folks, this was a fun season, or series finale. Rubber bullets, of course! Although I would have loved to see a Supernatural-esque ending where Briscoe and Bowler have to fight death himself to escape the afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) Briscoe and Bowler's bogus journey, anyone? Still, it had its moments. My favorite include the Viva Pete dance-off, the hilarious conversation between our heroes on helium, and of course, the puntacular chat between Briscoe and the professor as Briscoe leaves the blimp. Oh, and there were some great comment moments, too. (laughs) Well, this is it. The last ride of Briscoe and Buller. I haven't been too emotionally attached to the show, but I don't think that was the point. The point was just having a good time following a couple of memorable characters through wacky frontier adventures. And there was an orb. (laughs) If I had to look at this critically, I'd say the mission plan of this show was kind of a failure. You have a cowboy hunting an indeterminate amount of villains who put a bullet in his dad, and it was also supposed to be lighthearted family fun. (laughs) You have said dad and his murders tied into a sci-fi plot lasting three quarters of the season, which rarely made sense. And I guarantee they tossed all that out at that point because it wasn't just wasn't working and it definitely wasn't registering with the general TV audience. However, toward the end of the season, this show was really coming into its own. It realized the strengths of Briscoe and Bowler's friendship, the supporting characters like Pete, Viva, and that young guy who kept showing up again and again, whose name I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I really think they were just figuring out how to make this show just as it was cancelled. If Briscoe got a second season, I bet we'd begin with the rescue of Dixie Rections and then plunge (laughs) into an awesome Bounty of the Week season. And with the only sci-fi element being the more steampunk things that Wickwire provided. I'm sad it's over, but I'm glad there will be more to hear from at least three of you with What We Make, Hooplecast, and the Defenders podcast. Caitlin, you better start guesting on those. <laughs> yes, you better. You better. <laughs> I've, I've signed up for the first Good. two. Good. And I will definitely for the third. <laughs> Good. Well, I'll see you next time for your bonus Last Dragon episode where I'll teach you about the glow and you can see how badass Julius Carey can be. Until next time, Bariskets. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Uh, thank you. No gold yeah. star for you. Oh, he gets a gold. Oh. He gets one. No, I will give you. If, <laughs> if Mel doesn't give you a gold star, I'll give you at least a silver star. Oh, okay. It's definitely gold inside. Don't tell her. <laughs> it's two sided. Yeah.
Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so yeah. Oh, I want to learn the glow. You will next time. Oh, um, I'm curious now. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> thank you, Robin, for sending in all the feedback yes, you sent in. Yes, and, thank uh, you. Paying us back for us sending in feedback to your podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you just didn't you didn't feel obliged. But <laughs> <laughs> we like twisted everybody's arm into sending us feedback. Yeah. It, it, all the people that send us feedback, they're all paid. Why do you think Seamus is so happy all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets paid the most. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, but yeah, I want to thank everyone who sent this feedback. It, you know, that makes mm-hmm. it worth doing when you hear uh, people. Round of applause for everyone. Thank Give you. yourself yes. a pat on the back. You have to make the journey memorable. Wherever yes. you're at, wherever you're at right now, just pat yourself on the back. Don't, don't. Doesn't matter. That person staring at you, just ignore them. <laughs> yeah, um, do it. <laughs> okay. Um, so next, uh, what do we do? What do we do now? What we do, do we do next now? episode predictions. Well, the next episode, we are going to... Robin's going to guide us through a movie that Lord Buller, Julius Carey's in. Should we talk the about... The Last Dragon. Hmm, should we talk about what our season two predictions would have been? Okay. What What do you guys think would happen? I think what Robin said would have probably been... I think like, that was a very good guess, yeah. No yeah, it's just, yeah, copy what Robin said. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no, no sci-fi except for the inventions and uh, use more of the gang together, probably in bounties of the week. Yeah, more Dixie. I'm sure they would have some sort of overarching. Dixie comes plot. back from China. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like the the one good thing about the orb was that it did have a plot that arched over many episodes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I did like the orb. I don't know why some people. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I I did like it too, but yeah. But it's it's funny how polarizing this show is because like you'll get you'll get feedback from some people and they're like, oh, I love this, and then mm-hmm. other people are like, oh, I hate it, but yeah. I love this part. And yeah. it's you know it's funny how opposite people are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it hits. It takes certain kind of person but to if, like the show. I if, guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it just didn't. Maybe it's just not a good mix. I don't mm. know. <laughs> Oh, I still had fun. The only reason I watched it in the first place was because I was a Bruce Campbell fan. Yeah. Like, way back when. Yeah. But uh. And like I said, for like for my rating, I enjoy the spirit of the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I really like. About I ended up liking the show, not just because of Bruce Campbell, because he he barely you know he was barely Bruce Campbell in this show. Yeah. Um, he's too much of a straight man. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you guys think happens in uh, the Last Dragon? Do you know anything about it? I think I've seen like a clip of it. Okay. No, yeah. no, no. I think that some kid uh, learns he's on some kid on the streets learns some martial arts and kicks some ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough for me. It's an '80s movie, so there has to be martial arts in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's basically the Karate Kid, but it's in Harlem. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Just so you know. So. Yeah. Martial art movies are my favorite type of movie, so... Oh, oh really? Do you like yes. Bloodsport? I actually have not seen Bloodsport. Oh, you should. Oh, it's the best one of all. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> uh, I just, it's Jean-Claude Van, Van Damme, though. Like, I actually may have seen it, because I've seen quite a few movies by him that I just don't remember the titles of. Uh, so. <laughs> they all blend together. Yeah, they do. They really do. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, what's his face? Chuck Norris's movies. All yeah. the all of them blend together. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So yes. Uh, what, what do we get? Oh, plugs. 
Uh, Will, do you got stuff to plug? Uh, not anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, just the same down below for Babylon 5 and the new What We Make for Terminator. Just yeah. released the first episode this past week. I listened to it. It was really good. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Mel doesn't usually listen to herself. Oh, well, she wasn't, wasn't on that. There. Yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there. I yeah, don't... maybe that's why you listened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so used to you being a, you know, on all the podcasts with me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got uh, Hooplecast with Mel and Matt A., and uh, that's a Deadwood podcast that we just started up. And uh, the Twin Peaks podcast, which we'll be, we'll be back when the show's back. But until then, I've been putting out some things, little news wires and uh, episode commentaries and stuff. Um, okay, so I guess that's it. We'll see you guys in two weeks for The Last Dragon. And that'll be our last episode. If you, if you can get a hold of the movies, feel free to send some feedback in on it. Yes. Robin will be our guide. <laughs> Oh, that's scary. I'm done hosting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Robin can uh, take the reins. <laughs> yeah. If it if it crashes and burns, it's all his fault. That wagon will go off the cliff for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us, folks. Be sure to tune in again in two weeks' time for the next exciting episode. In the meantime, please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbriscoe at gmail.com. If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash introbriscoe. Also, we're on them newfangled Twitters at introbriscoe, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbriscoe.blogspot.ca.